Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Defy the Norm podcast. I'm your host, Victor Robledo, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about becoming Walter Mitty. Now, all joking aside, um, I didn't realize how much I was this character until actually years and years later, but I'm going to be able to pull that apart. And if you are struggling or you know someone is struggling with becoming and sort of being that aloof character that's in the book and in the movies, I'm going to help you with with some personal stories on how to start taking steps to become more available and start living your life. Now, before we get along, if you did before we move on to that, let me tell you if this is your first episode that you're listening to us. Um, my wife and I, Robin, seven years ago, decided to move our family, five children, into a class 28 foot class C motorhome and decided to live full time on the road traveling. In the process of doing that, I discovered a whole lot about myself, my family, and what is health and well-being. And I'm going here to share some of those stories with you and to help you understand that to defy the norm, you have to understand that the norm right now is not normal. So we're going to help you. Let's jump right into that. So my family always jokes around that I'm like Walter Mitty. And to give you some context, if you haven't read that book or seen that movie, uh, Ben Stiller plays a character in the movie where he kind of zones out. And that zoning out process is an indication of, for him, um, an emotional need not met. It kind of zones out because he wants something else, but he doesn't have the wherewithal or things transpired in the movie to help him to become and live his life. And I would say that now I really resonate. At the time when my my family would watch that and when we started our travels, I said, no, I just have I zone out because I have a lot on my mind. And I had to go through a lot of struggles to be able to identify some of the things that were going on so that I could realize, oh, yeah, I am doing that in some ways. Now, that attachment or that defense mechanism is really what it is. If you know someone that is consistently sort of aloof, zoning out, tuning out, that could be the vestiges of a root trauma that they really went through in their early youth. Now, this could be big T trauma or little T trauma. It does not matter. The important thing is to realize if you are in a fight or flight situation that you cannot get out of, well, the brain will tune out as a defense mechanism. And I realized that based on my trauma and based on my upbringing, I had been doing that a lot. Now, it did create an imagination, what I felt was an imaginary experience. And this is where it resonates with Walter Mitty. That tuning out process brought me potentially all this, this otherworldly sort of imagination. But at the same time, I realized when things got tough, especially in our travels, and if you didn't already know, I struggle a lot with our travels and in many ways still do. But now that I have an awareness, I can really overcome. So if you know someone that is struggling with taking that step, using that courage to, to go to the next level, or they consistently steer away from challenging conversations and sort of zone out, there could be this same root um, issue that they're encountering that I am. So personally, I'm going to help share you, give you a couple stories, how I sort of scaled and had a progression so that it might help you or someone else. I think the first and most important thing is that 
One of the root reasons why we decided to full-time RV with our family is because it got us in nature. And at the time, I found nature to incredibly healing. But it also really facilitated even more zoning out time. My wife would literally sit next to me on the beach and, and have be in amazement. Like, you stare at waves for hours on end. What's going through your mind? And I would often say absolutely nothing. Well, I didn't really know because I was in that zone out process for, and it felt wonderful. And that is one of the first steps potentially of healing is to giving yourself the access to do that. I didn't realize how disconnected I had become from my own feelings. And so I sat in nature and just let nature soothe me or rock me, so to speak, in many ways. And that's what the wind and the ocean and in many ways it does now, but now it can really conjure up wonderful um, healing potential for myself as well. And actually that the waves were part of that. It helped me to soothe and really start to go deeper. So nature can do wonders. Now, one of the things I realized too, and we've made many podcasts about that, is how hiking, I struggled with hiking or and I thought I hated it. But really what ended up happening is I was accessing deeper levels of my conscious my consciousness when i'd hike because i didn't have anything else to do uh, a lot of times we would plot along on these 20 mile hikes and i realized like oh wow i'm actually quite angry at blank or i actually initially was just like why am i so angry all the time or i'm so angry while i was hiking that monotonous just plot along, observe, be in nature, was we always say nature heals. And that doesn't mean healing. And this is a critical component. Healing is completely pleasant. Oftentimes healing isn't pleasant. So if you find yourself um, struggling with aloofness, nature in steps can be really, really helpful. So sitting in nature, you can eyes closed, eyes open going into nature and either having an experience whether it's mountain biking or hiking i highly recommend walking you know hippocrates um father of modern medicine always used to say walking is man's best medicine and woman's best medicine and he would when patients would come in not only would he have them eat a certain way but he'd also prescribe a certain amount of walking per day because it was so valuable and i think that speaks volumes about the impact that it can have, not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint. All right, number two is the meditation and breath work experience that I had when I was really started to identify that. Now, initially, when I would meditate, I would it, I was surprised at how well I could just sit there in silence. But then I realized it was it was such a superficial level of bouncing and ideas. In general, when I first started meditating, or if you're new to meditating, it takes a little bit of time. You can't do it wrong. That's absolutely true. You can't do it wrong. But it takes some time to get out of that first layer. So think of it as a cake. Um, um, that first layer was to me always reviewing what the experiences that I had with my clients, the experiences that I had when whether it was lifting weights in jujitsu and like, oh yeah, I should have countered here, I should have done that. And I would replay scenarios. Um, and that's actually how you probably get really good at any athletics as you're replaying, okay, if he does this, I do this, this is how I'm gonna pass, this is how I'm gonna get the submission. And it made me very good at that because I would essentially have 
matches or could visualize um, workouts and accomplishing certain things. However, there's a lot going on on a deeper level. And so as I started to practice longer and longer, you find more ping pong balls bouncing in your head. That's a good thing because now you're getting into deeper day, deeper levels of self-work. Now, when we went to the Music in Sky and festival, uh, which is probably almost two years back, it was my first experience with... Uh, with breath work as a healing modality for stored energy. So if you're finding you can't or someone else isn't isn't that is aloof or tuning out and they want to get down to solving that. You know, we store energy in our body in our fascia and actually store emotions in our fascia. This is why exercise or movement is medicine. But if but if you're struggling to access that, breathwork is a tremendous way to do that. And this is a big part of what we practice. Actually, the majority of our family coaches people on some level of breathwork. So it is available out there. But sitting and focusing on a specific type of breathwork can help you access stored energy or help you access the subconscious. And so much like Walter Mitty and his experiences that are extremely challenging, it allowed him to access different levels of himself and really prove to himself using that this courageous nature. But for a lot of us, we are doing that and doing it and we're, that adrenaline junkie is a compensation. It, well, it's a different level of addiction, really what it is, for not feeling the self and going deeper into the self. So I encourage you to add in breath work. For me, when I amongst a large group of people and having a somatic experience or a deep holotropic healing experience, I was astounded at the ex physical expression of that energy as it was coming out like, oh, there, there's something deeper that I haven't dealt with on this level. So again, if you're finding someone or yourself that's aloof, I, I would encourage you to do a little bit of breath work on, on the daily. If you need guidance, reach out. Uh, but it's widely available. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some practice. Like anything, it, Rome wasn't built in a day. You have to build into it for duration. Find a breathing style that works for you. Close off the eyes and give it some time to see what acts, what you can access. It is stored in the muscles. So when I cue um, clients to do this or myself, I'm looking for that physical manifestation. Like where am I feeling that as I breathe? And then I start to really hone in on, okay, I feel a reaction by this part of the body. Let me see what's there. And that takes some courage. That takes some challenge. And it takes really an effort. And this goes back to some of the why you need to do this, right? For me, it was absolutely worth it. First off, I love my family. I wanted to give them more than I had. I wanted to give them more than the experiences than I experienced as a kid. And it was absolutely worth going through this, these trials and tribulations, but I found myself falling farther and farther behind on sort of uh, the experiences of joy. And so I had to step back as opposed to just providing for them. I needed to go back and go, wait a second, I'm not feeling the joy that they feel. I should be feeling the joy that I feel. Let me go back and figure out what is going on with me. So don't beat yourself up. Loving kindness. Allow yourself to take those steps and share that experience. And I have a lot of men and women um, that that have sent me messages regarding this and going like, hey, how can I? I want to do this, but I can't. I, I don't understand logically. I can see a path. I can see how I'm going to be able to do it, but I can't make myself 
do it. I can't, something's holding me back. And so you just need to realize it. It can be an emotional experience when we do breath work, meditation, sitting in nature. But sometimes you can just observe it as like, oh, this is this that I've stored in there and I'm going to invite it out so that I can be more available and not feel myself tune out to the world, tune out to this loved one, tune out to my family, tune out to my passions. Eventually, it it's a slippery slope. Uh, I found myself tuning out more and more and then eventually being blocked off from my own physical well-being and, and mindfulness. And it's interesting because I am you know, strength and strength and conditioning guy for a long time. You'd think I was connected. I was connected to my physical body as a tool to achieve something. I was not, however, connected to the deeper meaning and and what my body was asking for. So uh, as I got through my uh, severe adrenal fatigue, when, and I was in my mid-30s, now that's almost thir- 13 years ago, 12 years ago, actually, and... I was experiencing all these things. I was just essentially beating up the body. And this this in no way uh, divine... Ma- but inside us, there's a significant amount of divine masculinity and femininity. And defining that for each person, that resides between each of us. And if you don't believe me, and you're a father, you know that the divine feminine is an absolute essential part of being a man. Right? You have that love and compassion for your children. That's the divine feminine. Finding that balance, this in no way is telling you to be soft. Actually, I think we are in a desperate situation where we need to redefine what that divine masculine is in our society. And I'm not talking about toxic masculinity. I'm talking about something completely different. And as I coach myself and my clients to really develop that divine masculine, I find that it becomes more and more attractive to Robin or or that significant other for, for other people because they're scratching at what that was that passion once again and they're more available and they're going to get it and that's that divine masculine. So within each one of us, as you broach this journey, this is about balancing out. It, leave me a message if you send me a message or an email if that's something you want me to broach a little bit more about that yin and yang. Um, that sign, I remember as a kid, and there was a town and country skateboard that I had, I drew it hours and hours and hours. And now that insignia of, of Eastern medicine, yin and yang, resonates a lot with me in all levels of life. I need to ask myself when I go in the gym, what does my body need when I go um, into a relationship? Um, again, we're getting a little bit outside what we're focusing on today, but divine masculine, divine feminine, and what that means there's so much literature out there about balancing that out. You know, an eagle cannot fly without that balanced wings. And right now we're coming into an era where we've been in that real divine masculine. And to level out that flight, we're getting into that divine feminine in the world. Uh, at any rate, now the last thing I wanted to touch on is the expression of yoga. And, and initially it was interesting because I tend to lean into a my three, which is sort of that competitive you know I always saw myself very very competitive in athletics and so whenever I went into a a yoga class I always thought it was mostly about being the best at yoga as opposed to being present and feeling and meditating and so that's an incredible tool that I think you can use if you find yourself more aloof or you're blocking out or you're tuning out get into there yoga is mostly about breathing and being present in your body and so when you go into that with that attitude 
Yes, it can help your mobility and flexibility. Absolutely. But I've seen equally as many people get hurt in a yoga class as in a weight room or any other sport. So always be aware to honor your body and figure out why you want to be there. And that yoga experience for me was initially, I'd go with Robin 10 years ago, is about another challenging workout. Let's make this challenging. Let's enhance recovery. And it did. But as I got deeper and deeper into that practice, I realized mostly it was about for me about being more aware of my body and feeling into what it needed to the point now that I have my own individual expression in these in group classes and I've done classes all across all across the world and and I have now feel way more comfortable as to identifying what I need on my mat as opposed to comparing myself in a class and be like, well, I'm going to do that. They're, they're doing that. I'm doing the most advanced variation. So those are my expressions. Again, a review here is I get it on nature. If you find yourself feeling aloof or someone first step, get out in nature, sit in there, start to kind of touch onto what is deeper or let it heal you. Then have a physical expression in nature, hiking, biking, uh, rock climbing is a wonderful one. I highly recommend walking in nature because it gives you that expression to move and get some good amount of practice get, and add duration to all of these modalities. Increase your meditation, your breath work. Breath work is a set, extremely essential to help you start accessing what has been stored inside you and then get into some yoga and get some practice in there. So that's it for for today guys if you're looking to take your health and wellness to another level I have a link in the show notes to be the hero.academy that is a wonderful first step into accessing we have lots of great content on our nomads with a purpose with our experiences that we have, we've had to hopefully inspire you to get out there and experience nature and experience your life uh, we also have making mindfulness fun that is our more conscientious uh, YouTube channel that can help you to understand what is going on on a deeper level um, that go broaches into Enneagram, MBTI, astrology. But if you go to be the hero.academy, we help put connect some dots uh, on that one on how to help you access all of this in a group setting. If you're looking to take it up a, a level, the vast majority of my family are coaches. You can reach out to me. We can do a coaching or a healing together. That's it for today. Have a great one.